Hi, Kath. Hi, Don. Doing it again. Sophie's not here. Doing I'm on tech support. And can I tell you that I'm kicking ass taking names? It's the way to be. Let's see how it comes out. This is the first time we've recorded in a long time where it's just the two of us. It's just the two There's of us. There's no one here. There's no one listening. And we're literally at the kitchen table. So you know what that means. <laughs> I'm a little scared. I'm going to say <laughs> things that we're at the kitchen table. <laughs> I shouldn't. But it's been a while, actually. I just looked almost two weeks. Yeah. We lost a little momentum. I got sick. Well, I think more like I had action and you had FOMO. That's what you were sick of. You had FOMO. No, I had FOMO because I got sick. Oh, no. I think I bragged. I told Kristen that it's her fault because we were talking about, we were talking about psychosomatic illness, really. <laughs> And um, <laughs> people in our lives who seem to have chronic problems and yeah. how in the past my own problems, like with Bell's palsy, I right. know what was happening during those times. And I can connect my my headspace with my physical ailments at that time. Sure. And I was like, I never get sick. I haven't had a cold in years. And you I never bragged. talk about your health. And you I never, know. Dad I jinxed been, it. You, Dad would have been so fucking mad at me. You don't talk about your health. You remember how, <laughs> how much you is trouble <laughs> we used to get when mom had a wheelchair. Yeah. And we'd have like a lot of people over at the house because mom uh, would always have people over at the house mm -hmm. and we, and even though there was no place else to sit, we still couldn't sit in the wheelchair. I sat in it all the time. Dad used to get so mad. And I'm like, dad, I'm not going to get in a wheelchair. Don't sit in that wheelchair. <laughs> You're asking to sit in a wheelchair. I'm yeah. like, no, so it's basically wide that's and it's comfortable. What I did. Little Nico, little Nico went to daycare and I picked him up and he had a little sniffly. But what's interesting is that, uh, yeah, he was sick and then Sophie was sick. Yeah. And then I got sick, but you didn't get sick. No. Henry didn't get sick. No. Chris didn't get sick. Do you know why? We take our vitamin C's. I take the emergency. <laughs> I take all that stuff. You don't take it right. No, I take I drink lemon water all the time. I drink, first of all, take it down. I take, I drink lemon water. Yeah. Like, Agriceptel is the same thing. You know, I don't think you did it right. You didn't drink <laughs> it right. <laughs> you didn't bragged. inhale it right. I bragged. I bragged you and did. I let myself get a little run down, but I needed to be in bed for five days. I have to say, I have to say, I do align myself quite a bit. <laughs> you don't. And I align I know, Henry. It's true. it's true. And Chris just like he aligns himself. He just fi figures out a way to get himself. And that's what it is. And you haven't been aligned. Today was the first day I aligned you in forever. No, you aligned me right after. No, you no, aligned me Santosha. before that. Suzanne, <laughs> and your heart rate went up, and then I had a heart attack oh, yeah, because yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it. But anyway, to I make was in bed for five days for the first time in a since I got that stupid tick bite in June. Oh, that was so... But that that's different. But before that, knock wood, you know, not I'm not really talking sick. about my don't, health. Yeah, don't I'm talk about it. I'm just not talking about it. But anyway, I was in bed for five spit, days. Spit, spit. And I was going to Salem. And you were going to... You and Colleen. Yes. Went to Salem. We First did, of all, yeah. Let's talk about um, let's talk about after we posted the last uh, podcast, yeah. which was love not hate. It was intense. Yeah, it was an intense. Session. We've gotten some really interesting supportive messages from people. I cannot thank everybody enough for yeah. your support and listening. Thanks for like it's a podcast. Of all, <laughs> thanks for listening. Well, you know they don't have to listen; they turn it off. But I really I. You know, one of the things that we're working on is like we always work on is gratitude. You know, to make things come to fruition, all you have to do is thank it and be gratitude, have gratitude for it. And we're just so grateful for our listeners, you know, and you guys listen and there becomes like a connection and the, the messages were so supportive and loving and just so grateful for it. And I was able to process it rather quick and I'm feeling terrific. Yeah, I feel terrific. I just needed yeah, that one you moment. Needed to vent. Sometimes you just need to vent. And I thought that if it could end, it, it was helpful because other people had gone through the same exact mm -hmm. thing. So now I have like this little support group. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little support group of, you know, other people who 
went through the same thing about their beliefs and what, you know, they're trying, their factual protecting of their families and disagreements and how you lose relationships. And I just learned a lot about, you know, again, we talk about this all the time, that grieving the loss of, a, of an expectation. I didn't really grieve about that person. I was grieving about an expectation as a mentor and a mentee. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I failed her, that she didn't see something that was pretty blatant in my work. Like in what we're, we, we kind of teach in, yeah. in, the, in the alchemy that we provide. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, that's just a, there's a specific thing and this is about that, it's, mm-hmm. you know. And so I realized that wasn't the case and that uh, I was grieving an expectation and I, you know, was able to really transmute it and move forward. So you got to talk about stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So thank you for that. And Colleen was so sweet. She's not, she doesn't see me cry often. And when I do, it's very devastating. So she, I had a lot of hugs. I got a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of hugs. Yeah. And we were supposed to plan a trip to Vegas because, you know, we wanted to celebrate that she's feeling rather well. And again, we're not talking about health <laughs> spitting again. And, um, so we wanted to think about something that was close by that had COVID, you know, regulations and that we were in control. So we were driving and Salem was perfect. Mm. That was her face. So jealous. (laughs) And I have to say, I wrote it on Facebook that, or Instagram, like I don't get FOMO. Like I just don't, don't. I I don't, I always feel like if I'm not supposed to be there, I'm not supposed to be there. Mm. But I mean, I've been insulted for not being included in things, but it's not, for missing out on that activity right it's really about social graces more right. than anything else yes but as far as like i don't i i love like if there are if there are four people that i'm friends with and they all go on vacation together and don't include me and i look at the vacation pictures online i'm actually happy for them and i right. look for, i don't think like Oh, I'm missing out on that. Right. I I just don't. And I don't know if it's because I'm jaded because I work in or worked in the entertainment industry. Right. Where um, having your time is part of the daily, like, that's what it is. And so I'm jaded because this is always a fucking great time. Like, I don't know, like, yeah, it'll come back around or I don't know. I just don't, I just don't suffer from FOMO. Well, I think the FOMO, this is my perception and it could be wrong, but I am your younger sister and I've never been to Salem. And I think that when I think you wanted to see me. I think part of it was spending time with me, but I think, yeah, but like seeing me experience something for the first time, you know, that's, that's a, that's a role that. Yeah. Yeah. And like going to, I mean, you, if, if I said to you, there's a really fun grave cemetery. Yeah. Like you wouldn't necessarily, you'd be like, I'm not going there. (laughs) Like you would not, you would not, if I'd be like, come on, let's go. And you can feel, and you're like, no, I feel enough. Right. I feel You're enough like, no, other so, people's poltergeist than to go invite myself to that party. Right. You only go into those environments when people are in crisis and you're like <laughs> ghost busting and it's like part of your job. <laughs> but this is actually a place where people vacation yeah. in, right. you know, people's the history of people suffering. Oh, my God. <laughs> the morbidity of it. I'd like Such I suffering. I thrive in that. You thrive in suffering. You're a vampire. I'm not a vampire, You're like but I, I play one on TV. <laughs> You're like, I love watching people suffer. They suck their blood. No, I, I don't, but you... It's fascinating. Watching you being in that environment, yeah. like, I, I would have enjoyed... I, I yeah, totally you, you would have you would have really enjoyed it, especially the story. I put it on Facebook. So Colleen and I decided to do, like, just a three-day thing, and, um, you know, we're very, you know, pro, like, wear a mask, do, you know... The way they had the town set up, it was amazing. The hotel room was 50% capacity. They sprayed the rooms. Everybody wore a mask. It's not like there was no, like, nobody was a jerk because they weren't wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. There was hand sanitizer everywhere on the street. It was just, it was just amazing. And only like three people allowed in a store at a time. Like it was really like they did a, they did a great job. So I like relaxed because I was a little nervous. And so when we went, I was, I was, I, I really enjoyed the history part of it all. And so we got tickets to do like a couple of um, venue things, you know, like I was really looking forward to seeing the wax museum mm-hmm. of the history of the trials. 
and um, I read the sign wrong. Uh-huh. And so near it was, instead of walking in, <laughs> so instead of like walking into a line, because you had to wait online to get to the wax museum, we, I was in the wrong line because I didn't read the sign right. It was to Frankenstein's like horror house. <laughs> I don't like horror houses. I don't like those things where they pop out and I just, my heart rate, and then there's a heart attack and there's like stuff, right? So Colleen and I are like, oh, we're so excited. I'm going to get my camera out. We're ready to take pictures. I want to learn about the history. Remember, you know. And they open the door and the guy bangs on the door. And I'm like, why is he banging on the door? Like, we're just going into the wax thing. We go down and there's this huge <laughs> statue of a wolf going, ah, like this. And I scream. I try to go back up the stairs and the guy wouldn't let me out. Like, he held the door yeah. laughing. Yeah. yeah. And my heart's racing. And Colleen <laughs> is like, where are we going? And it's all dark. And it was literally like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And then there was a clown. And I'm screaming. And I'm like, where's Marilyn Monroe? Why Why is there no <laughs> Burt Reynolds? Like, I don't know. <laughs> because I just was so delusional about not being in the wax museum. And I, I, I hated it. I hated every second of it. <laughs> I hate those things, right? And Colleen couldn't stop laughing, and she filmed me, and my face is like, it looks like Blair Witch Project. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, breathing into the camera, and I'm just so scared. So that happened. Yeah, but I just want to, you forgot a part, which Where? is your little friend, first of all, she's, like, 100 pounds less than she's you. She's so small. And she has cancer. Yeah. And <laughs> you pushed her in front of you. She was my protector. It's on film, where you're, like, go see. And Colleen's, like, why are you pushing me? <laughs> I push her in front. We've been to Vegas together and she got me into a situation where we're walking behind the hotel room and I was scared and there's gaggles of people. What do you mean behind? Like we, we got lost walking, following Google instead of uh, uh-huh. Google Maps. And so we ended up walking through garages like at oh, night. Yeah, like service entrances yeah. and stuff. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. So I push her to see if anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I push her all the time. If I could pick her up like a Michael Shield, like she like. <laughs> Like she's like a shield. Like I could pick her up. I'm such a wind. Just hold her in front. I just hold her in front, and I'm like, which is so funny because you walk into haunted houses and you're like, let's go. Here we go. You're like well, the little old lady in Poltergeist, and like with no problem. I I think it's because I'm I have my hat a different hat on. You know how you, like yeah. you just wear different hats. Yeah. So if I'm prepared and I and I don't like people being hurt, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to get hurt into mm-hmm. a haunted house. Mm-hmm. I don't like things. Perp- don't purposely try to try to bother me. <laughs> Which is my life, <laughs> you know. Calling. I think it comes from you and Dad, probably my, because all you guys did was jump and try to scare <laughs> all me all the time. <laughs> I I shake like one of those squirrels, like those shaking animals. Like I just shake, like waiting for something. I've to hid jump. in. Uh, do you remember um, at Scroon Lake we were teenagers and I was in the dryer and I jumped out at you in the dryer? Do you know how awful that is? <laughs> and Dad was like watching. I was like, Dad, I'm gonna get in the dryer and jump out at so Kathy, and he's like, Okay, just to make sure like so nothing bad mean. happens. You guys were so and I mean crawled to into me. an industrial dryer. It is the meanest. <laughs> and then dad did the like, hey, Kath, can you do me a favor? No. <laughs> I jumped out at you. Go get something that out of the dryer. Fun. No, was, it's not fun. So I've a been, lot of fun. I have been the tail end to your shenanigans, and uh-huh. I shake from ex- anxiety. My heart rate was 108 in that haunted <laughs> mansion because I have a Fitbit on, and it was like a workout, and I just couldn't get through it fast enough. And then there and I know the people behind them are laughing, and yeah. so I'm targeted. Yeah. Because there's only two at a time. Mm-hmm. So there, was, there wasn't even another family that I could mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'll wait for them and then mm-hmm. hide behind them, which I've done. Mm-hmm. It was just me and her in this empty space of did terror. I, did I ever tell on the podcast the story about our New Year's Eve in Nashville, me and Chris? Yes. I yes. did. Yes. About so the, the and then it was like a circle, and the guy was like, I'm going to fuck with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then we heard them going like... Where did those people go when they were just here? We were in on it. It was super fun. I don't mind being in on it, but I'm always the end of it. And I just I just can't handle it. And so to purposely buy tickets, I would never do. And that's what upset yeah. me. So when we got out of it, mm-hmm. I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't catch my breath. I was crying. 
and I couldn't catch my breath. So I have FOMO now. Yes, and you missed all that. I missed it. That was the, that was the. You time. know what I would have done had I been there? I would have joined them. Yeah, you I would have. I would have found Went a place ahead. to hide. Yes, and then jump out. No, I would have disappeared from you. I'd be behind you, and then all of a sudden I would disappear. That would scare you so much. You just want to see me pee and cry <laughs> and lay on the ground and how. Oh my God. Anyway, so that happened and uh, we went, it was fantastic. It was fantastic because I actually did, we did the night walk where they, they take a tour and it was torrential pouring rain. Mm -hmm. And so there was nobody out, just us. Mm -hmm. Like it was so awesome. I know we love doing things in the rain. I was telling somebody that like Frisbee when it, (laughs) no, like, like going to amusement parks. Like if it looks like a shitty day, we're like, let's go. And so when we went to the beach on, in August, we bring in Nico and it rained in the morning. We were like, let's go. And as soon as we got there, Alyssa was like, I'm so sorry about the weather. And and we were like, this is great because no one's one's going to be there. Yeah. And it was torrential rain. Yeah. We had the best time. Mm. And what I really, what I really enjoyed. Well, so, so I went to go visit. <laughs> I went and I made appointments for me and Colleen. Oh, yeah. To have readings. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I have a reading at the most famous Crow Hollow, right? Was it, it's called, what's that called? It's called Crow Hollow. Um, Whatever. Yeah. It's Lori Cabot's. Whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's like the most popular store. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get a reading. And it's always great to have readings. And I'm not a psychic police. Like I go in there and I'm open and I'm receptive because mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love the work. And I don't get readings a lot. So. Right. It was terrible. It yeah. was so terrible. I mean, it wasn't like terrible where she was so off. It just was. It just was my expectations were a little higher, you know. And yeah. she was the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest woman ever. Um. And she, the only thing that I got from it, and she said, <laughs> the first thing she said was, oh, she said, you have higher energy than the average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, yeah, that's not my business cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have higher energy. And I appreciated that. But it was, it was, it left me kind of like, I'm not quite sure what to take from it. And mm-hmm. I really was trying like a horoscope, trying to figure out how it fit in my mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and, and being specific is really helpful. And mm-hmm. I just didn't get that. So, but I can honestly say that I did get a reading from them, but mm-hmm. anyway, that was my experience. Mm. Colleen got a yeah, better. Yeah, I want to find that astrologer that we saw. Oh my God. She was so good. She was in Buffalo. She was yeah. really, really good. I want to track her down. That was really good. So I'm sorry you so didn't make it, but I guess know. what? Salem is still there. Yeah. And we can still have a trip. I know. And it would be a lot of fun. I know. Not as much fun because I will not go back. I know. Because I learned my lesson. I missed out on scaring you. Everybody's like, why don't you go to Pennsylvania and do the haunted houses? I'm like, why? So I can. Oh, the, so I pen- can, the prison. Yeah. 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 Why, why would I? Yeah. Do, why would I purposely? Yeah. Want to go in there so that something can attach to myself and I have to like. <laughs> They don't realize how dangerous that is. Dangerous. Oh, I know. People really, yeah, they don't get it. Some people, yeah, ghost hunters, you got to be really careful doing ghost that. Ghost hunters, a bunch of bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's They're fascinated. I was watching. Uh, they're fascinated. I but stopped. So I stopped. Uh, I was uh, channel surfing while I was sick. Channel that's surfing. That's what you were doing while I was having a good time. So right. That's I was watching uh, some paranormal hunter thing. And the whole, like, Give us a sign. I just want to punch them in the fucking face. You don't want a sign. What the fuck? Give me a, a bunch sign. of zoo animals. <laughs> treat them like zoo animals. Give me it's a like sign. So stupid. You Give don't want a sign. sign. No, you don't. You don't want a sign. I've seen signs. I know. I, I know, have wax right. burns to prove it. I know. Right. You know what? You don't know it until, unless you're in in it. You know, unless that's yeah. you, you can't, you know, like people mm-hmm. who have jobs, you have no idea what they do. And yet it's fun. Like if if I worked at like, you know, Great Adventure. Right. Would I really want to ride the rides? Because I know the back end of things like, you know, like I'm saying, like when you're behind the scenes and really know a lot. Right. Like you know you how ma- the sausage it's is made. Main, you're right. Yeah. You, do you really are you entertained by it? Yeah. I think people who do ghost hunt, I think that they're fascinated. And I think that yeah. it goes deeper yeah, than agree. just watching spirit. Yeah. I think that they're trying to tap into their spirituality, yeah, yeah. but just don't know how. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't get mad at it when I'm they're I'm always ghost- like, what? Yeah. yeah, I'm always like, don't we, can't we just agree that they exist? Like, you know, when people are like, I don't believe in ghosts. That's great. That means you've never experienced one. 
Right. You've never been woken up in the middle of the night by something dark right. on your bed. Have you ever had paralysis? Right. Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis, right? And you, That's a thing. You know, I, I had, had it I had it for years and because you talk of like, our house that we grew up in. Right. And then you talk like um, like Wesley when he's like, true love. I know. Yes, <laughs> it's can't true. Like you it. can't talk. You got to go. You talk like <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> true love. What is it that you have worth living oh for? And you're like, God, oh. that's so true. Right. You can't talk. And yeah, you think that's you're so talking. true. I'm always Guys, people are like, I don't believe in ghosts. Like, like congratulations. That's great. If that's you're listening really to that, great. It's like, I don't believe in rape. Like, don't say that. I'm just saying it's like when people say, don't like, say when that's wi- really, that was really extreme. Like but I'm saying that about when women par- or when people say, okay, here's a better example. Right. When people are like, oh, I don't think periods are that bad. I'm like, congratulations. You didn't have endometriosis. That makes sense. Same thing. That makes sense. Like when people can't relate to that. Right. Like they can't relate to they having can. that trauma. Right. It's trauma. It, it can be. I don't think it's tra- It's a challenge for me. When I get sleep paralysis, I get mad. Because yeah, but when you were younger, I I never got it when I was younger. I never got it when I was. Excuse younger. me. What? When you were at that fucking creepy apartment in Kingston? Oh, yeah. 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 But not when I was younger. younger. No, no. Well, like a you kid. Were, well, you were younger. You were in your twenties. Who says that? All of a sudden, I had my life flush. I think I'm thinking right now. I'm thirty something. You're not, <laughs> honey. Not. You're not. <laughs> I'm, not. I'm like not. when I was younger. You're on the other side. Close to 50. I know. By the way. Got it. So when you were younger in your 20s, which is yes. younger. Yes. Yes. You were kind of scared shitless by that I experience that you had. I got pulled off of bed. Right. I got pulled off of bed and then a cat, I felt like a cat was walking on me. Right. And I was like, what I is hated this? that place. And that was before I learned, well, I always knew how to do this, but like I was before like I really. You were kind of in training. I was in training. So yeah. I had no idea. And I remember getting pulled and being. Right. Mad. That's what I'm saying. Like, congratulations. Like, uh, you know, when people are like, you don't oh, want I don't believe in ghosts. Like, congratulations. You've never been pulled off a of bed. Like you, we grew up in a, in a haunted house. Yeah. Like we have a ton of experiences with our father who was, a bo- and my mother, but my mother was, we talked about it. Like nothing shocked mom. Nothing shocked mom. <laughs> Nothing shocked mom. <laughs> mom, I have a horn growing out of my I head. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah. You'll be fine. Just yeah. wear a hat. Yeah. Wear a hat. Yeah. <laughs> mom was never surprised. After, yeah, at, I was just talking to Kristen about this, that after Uncle Eddie told us uh, when we were adults that mom was kidnapped and then we, I confronted mom. Was mom. Yeah. yeah. I confronted mom like, mom. You never told us the story about you being kidnapped. And she was like six, seven, eight years old, something like that. And it was her natural father who lived in bumfuck Pennsylvania who came to Astoria, took mom off the streets and took her to the woods in Pennsylvania with a bunch of weirdos. And by weirdos, I mean the only only, uh, kind of story that mom said was she got examined by a doctor who... Uh, made you take off your clothes as a little kid and you sat on a chair and the doctor examined you from a sheet a hole in the sheet oh my god yeah that's the only story and but can i tell you mom told the story like while she's making coffee like yeah and i was like what happened what was it like she was like i don't know but it was you know this weird people backwards and i had to see a doctor and do you want do you want tea like that's how she described it she was like yeah, detached. Was, she was very detached, detached from her very trauma. Detached. And I remember sad. it's very sad. Sad. But I remember saying, "Ma, you never told me about your kidnap. You were kidnapped." She was like, "Yeah, that happened. Yeah." So anyway, mom probably not affected by the mom's not except <laughs> except she was she did admit to being scared when the mirror fell off the wall. Oh my gosh, do you remember that in her bedroom? In her bedroom, yes, it <gasps> flew off the wall. Yeah. That's a sign. And that's what she was like. <laughs> you want a sign? That's a sign. That's a sign. <laughs> Show us a sign. <laughs> There's your sign. Ooh. Oh, my God. That was crazy. But we digress. I had I had a par- every apartment, any place I always had. And then once I learned how to, like, yeah. not, you know, how I could fight it off, it less and less. You get less and less, uh, you know, traffic. When you know less when you less traffic, you get less traffic when you yeah. learn how to like. And then I work do. in a place that's you know, and it's they love you. They, they do, and I don't let go. I well, I mean, somebody else might be in charge, yeah, in the near future, because who knows what's happening. But um, yeah, I ghost hunters call all the time. I'm sure they do. And I say to them, "Well, 
you and I both agree that ghosts exist, right? So if you know that I know and you know that there are ghosts and that this is a really old historical theater that has a vortex and that I have experienced good energy and bad energy and now it's all good energy and I work really hard to keep everybody happy mm -hmm. as do the people who work with us mm -hmm. um, who all have come you know to realize like we commune with right spirit right there and so why would I have a bunch of people coming in saying show us a sign like they're zoo animals so I'm like why to what benefit right I know they exist right you're what are you hunting for me right and by the way, are you a shaman? Right. Are you, do you know, what are you going to do for them? Right. I do do that work once a year. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Right. Because a shaman has come into that the theater and right. done work. Like, so what are you going to provide? What are you doing? Like, I'm going to see orbs on, on cameras. I don't need that. Right. Nobody needs that. Right. And then I'm going to have, what, ghost tourists? Right. For what? Yeah, it, it, it definitely is a, a great conversation to have. Like, there's some, there's sometimes, some people are very comfortable with, if you have kind spirits. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to, like, yeah, our you friend, can. Kristen, has yeah. Bill. We talked oh, about yeah. Bill. Yeah, yeah. Bill needs to state that's Bill's yeah, house. Can I tell you? What? <laughs> and she feels bad. No, um, you don't even know this, but when we went to celebrate Kristen's birthday, Earlier in the day, I was sitting in the seat at the table, and then later on, I wasn't, but you were, like, just chatting, and you were like, by the way, Bill doesn't like it when you sit in his seat, <laughs> but I wasn't sitting in his seat at the time. It was before you got there. <laughs> I love Bill. I know, Bill's but Bill told you. Bill said, get her out of my get seat. Get her out of my seat. I didn't realize. He has one chair I in the know, whole house. and I sat there just ad absentmindedly. Right, and that's the point. I know, That's and the then point. you came Disrespect in, those spirits. and then you came in later, and you were chatting, and I wasn't in Bill's seat, and you just turned to me and was like, "Bill said, stop sitting in his seat." <laughs> Listen, there's I some, apologize. Thank you. He, I was there yesterday, and I said, "Hey, Bill, not sitting in your seat." That's good. So there's sometimes there's spirits that like belong to a space or a mm -hmm. property, and they're they're so benevolent, they're mm -hmm. so sweet. And they yeah. just, they're not ready. That's Roger at the Bardemont. Right. They're just not ready. Yeah. And no matter what you do, they're just not ready. And as long as they don't invade in your house, it's great. Yeah. yeah. But and you actually, can't, you can't open your door and say, come on in. Because no. then you get a gaggle of different well, kinds of energy. Our and sister Tracy has a great metaphor for that, mm -hmm. which is like, sh this is how, and I've said this, I don't probably said it on the podcast too. Like using Ouija boards, imagine oh, yeah. New Orleans, that drunk parade in front of your apartment and you open up your door and any one of those fucked up clowns can walk in right. and who knows what their intentions right. are. And that's what you do. And you yes. can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's really, you don't want to leave your door open. And so, but you can invite, you know, like if there's, there's people I've had, I don't, I have nothing in here in my house other than higher spirit, like higher angel and upper energies in here. And you could feel it in the spirit room, but they stay in the spirit room. Like if you come in the house, mm -hmm. it feels different than the spirit room. Mm -hmm. They just do their work. They hang out. Mm -hmm. But when people come in, like if I have a client and then a staggering person comes in and stays there, staggering person. they just stagger <laughs> spirit. I'm like, what are you doing camping in the room? Get the hell out. You can't stay yeah. here. You don't have to go home, but yeah. you can't stay here. And I talk to them like people, like, what are you doing? Well, yeah. I'm waiting for her to come back right. when she has her next session, which is in six months. So get your ass get, out. Get the fuck out. I'll see you in six months. <laughs> I was like, get out. He's <laughs> Go camping. to Dunkin' Donuts. Get like, yourself a coffee. I walk in and I see him tenting out. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I'm waiting for her to come back. She's yeah. not coming for six months. Why don't you go back to her house? Hang mm -hmm. out there. Well, you're the only one that could talk to her. That's yeah. how they talk. I, I can know. I could do a whole play. I could do a whole play about spirit talk. I know. That's so fun. Anyway. Anyway. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, take we're going to continue talking about Tracy. Okay.
back. We're back. I did it. Mm, good job. Thank you. I'm Res- so proud of myself. Resume building. <laughs> resume. I might have to get a job. I might have to go to Hannaford. I was thinking about doing the Instacart. You sent that to me. Yeah. I can't do that. I got to build. You love to shop. I do love to shop. I am at Hannaford. Why every not get day. paid for it? I go to the store just to buy three things You're every like day. You're like dad. I am so, I need to do an dad errand. Dad did that. I love errands. I remember I was so, once I was so busy, I, you know, working multiple jobs and I had so much on my plate and dad was like, ah, he called. I was like, hey dad, how you doing? What did you do today? He's like, ah, Hannaford had a special <laughs> on portobello <laughs> mushrooms. So I made a special trip. <laughs> And I was like, you just went to Hannaford to get portobello <laughs> mushrooms, that's it? He was like, yeah, it was a nice day. <laughs> I remember being like, what? <laughs> and now I find myself in this COVID times, like I'm doing that. Yeah, I've always done that. I think because I was with dad all the time. That's all we did was go to Hannaford <laughs> and take a walk on the rail trail. Right. Like, that's what we did. Do errands. Do errands and, and buy fresh. Put gas in the car. He's like, buy fresh. Let's buy fresh. Buy fresh, yes. <laughs> Let's go buy fresh. So, we're going to talk about our sister Tracy. We don't, we haven't talked about Tracy much on the podcast, but we thought that this was a good opportunity um, to talk about her. And just as a disclaimer, this is for entertainment purposes only, and we have permission from Tracy to talk about her. So everything we're saying, she's, you know, I think it's important. I think it's important to say that mm-hmm. that we got a green light to say, hey, yeah, there's a sister in between us. We've mentioned her before, but we don't talk about her much, mostly because she's not involved in the podcast. Right. And she's not here. She's actually really far away from us. Yeah. She's lived um, basically uh, in the west side of things for more than 20 years. Or more. Yeah. Since more Sophie. than that. Before Sophie. Does she... She left for Arizona. I think she left for Arizona Arizona. with Donovan. So it was 18 years ago. It was almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Almost 20 years ago, she decided to move away, completely away from family, friends. Mm -hmm. And she had, you know, in talking with her and asking her that, the, the breakdown about it is that, you know, Tracy is very open that she has mental illness. She has a chemical imbalance, you know, and, and. Um, she's dealt with this her whole life, our childhood, and then some, and in the 80s, uh, didn't really handle it the way they do now. And so, mm-hmm. and I, no, they yeah. actually, uh, when we were teenagers, they treated Tracy as if she had an emotional trauma. Yeah. They didn't recognize chemical imbalance like it just is. Like bipolar or no. or mood disorder so or all those when, things. Yeah. So when she was uh, having a very difficult time and in and out of mental institutions, uh, me, because I'm so close in age with Tracy, I was constantly asked if, uh, you know, did our father abuse us? Was there something specific that we're not telling? And there was a lot of dubiousness on the part of doctors at that time. Yeah. Because in order for somebody to, quote unquote, act out that way. Right. They assumed that it was a personal trauma. Right. And um, from a very young age, like Donovan, Tracy had Tracy had a hard time fitting in. Yeah. And much like the 80s, which I really like to talk about is that, you know, because I work in the in the industry, in the mental health industry and that the 80s, there was a huge insurance fraud crisis that happened. That insurance fraud was rampant in the mental health field. So it was just beginning. So even if Tracy, you know, if treated correctly or diagnosed correctly, um, hospitalizations were very rampant, like even if there was a way to do outpatient they wouldn't because they would just charge insurance companies that's a side note um and i learned a lot about that and so unfortunately growing up and and having these kinds of challenges um when you hit you know adulthood and and the mental health system is changing it's unfortunate that you don't really hit it young and so you end up isolating and that's what she did she she had so much struggle that she was protecting herself from us and have and protecting us you know from her trauma and vice versa and protecting herself and so 50 years have gone by and Tracy's ability to understand her emotional 
limitations or her unlimited potential of what she can do, she ended up becoming homeless last summer mm-hmm. um, due to the imbalance, due to not being able to, you know, function in certain ways. And we have done everything we can as siblings to love her and support her in this way. And it was very challenging. And she wrote a book called Clarity. Um, you can buy it on Amazon and it kind of tells her story. Um, it kind of was her rock bottom um, from being evicted so many times. And, and it's a good, it's a, it's a heavy story and it's a story she should tell. Mm-hmm. We just recently found out that she has cervical cancer. And it's heartbreaking that she's so far away. Mm -hmm. And because of COVID, because of resources, uh, we are unable. I am. I know that for me, like I I just am like that with all my family is I want to just get up and just go is that um, it just kind of hit hard. It was like, I don't think she got the medical care she really needed. And it and it's it's kind of like it's it's intense. It's kind of. um, probably mastocized and so there's a question mastocized thank you i said the wrong say it again metastasized we're gonna just say that (laughs) and and so it's been really tough the last couple of weeks because when you have someone that you have history with uh ups downs and in-betweens you have relationships with siblings and with family and um your the life kind of life with that person kind of flashes before your eyes and there's so much processing to it. Mm-hmm. And I have come to terms with the reality because I'm a spiritualist. Um, I never look at death like a negative thing. It's a freeing thing. Um, it's a it's a birthing into a new realm of excitement and new adventure and that you've learned everything you have. And that's my belief system. But when it's somebody you really love, it's very hard to stay in that spirit. Right. That's the intellectual rationalization of it, like on paper. Yeah. But the reality of it is, you know, what, you know, there's, there's a lot of like, what could I have done? What could we have done? Right. What is life without that person? Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just think that, we talk a lot about, this is not about Tracy specifically, but we talk about family dynamics and how hard it is feeling responsible for other people's actions and feelings. And the philosophy is like, you're not responsible for other people's actions and feelings and it's stand corrected. You're not. You, you cannot, you, everybody has a different path and a different way of getting there and we can't enable that. We can't enable people's paths. Mm. You know, especially with, me being a mom and seeing Sophie and Donovan, especially Donovan, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm learning quite a bit from Tracy as she's getting older and now she's she's mentally strong. I've never seen her so. She goes to therapy. She takes med like she's she's like right she's on, on meds. She's on meds and she's right on point, doing exactly what she needs to. And she's and that's the sad part. She finally gets it. She's got quality of life, and then bang. It's like cancer. It's mm-hmm. like when does when do you get a break? Right. When can you just There are some people Tracy yeah. is one of those people who I feel has never been understood. Yeah. And um myself included. Yeah. I take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. Uh for my part of it. And uh who I don't know if she she was like born in the wrong time. I don't know what her right time is, but and if you believe you choose your parents like for karmic reasons, like I feel like I feel like if she had parents that understood her better, yeah. I don't know. It was a rough childhood. I was yeah. um you know, uh there's only seventeen months between me and Tracy. Yeah. And she's younger than me. And mom used to joke about um like this was a regular joke that she would say in front of Tracy it's like Tracy doesn't know how to Tracy doesn't know how to not feel if Donna falls and I was I was a, I wouldn't necessarily say a tomboy but I've talked about it that like yeah. I love adventure and I would jump off a tree limb onto a, you know I don't know nothing just to see what would happen and if somebody said hey Donna what would happen if we built this ramp 
and drive our bikes off it. I would do it. I was right. there. You know, I still I love good speedy thing, right? <laughs> and so Tracy was not. Tracy was always very cautious. She was um, always in her own head, mm-hmm. where I was more outgoing in that way. And if I fell down the stairs and I was bleeding, I wouldn't cry. Tracy would cry. Right. Tracy was very empathic. Very empathic. From a very young age. Actually, we used to do a trick. You had a trick? We had like a, a trick. Like a twin trick? Yeah, it was like a twin trick where Tracy would uh, not look and one of my cousins would tickle me. And at the right time, like, not touch me. And then when somebody touched me, like, to tickle me. Yeah. And I would stifle my laugh tracy would laugh at the time i'm being tickled i never knew that yeah. but i could picture that yeah because we she used to l- do that yeah. on, and mom used to do that watch this and she would tickle i remember that yeah she would tickle my palm and tracy would say stop 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 i remember that and she I remember that. you know we've talked we've talked semi-seriously over the years about writing a pamphlet helping people with psychic children right because uh tracy always showed sign of either you know like that empathic connection but i remember and i remember telling her stop it it's embarrassing i remember her telling people strangers people in the house you just yeah about they she could see people's auras but tracy also had and has she has like no filter right and if she thinks that something is ugly, mm-hmm. like Donovan, right? You know oh yeah, Donovan well, will look at me and say, "You look like an old lady today." That's right. You don't look. Yeah, yep, yep. Tracy has that, and mm-hmm. so she would tell people, mm-hmm. "Like, you have the ugliest color green around you." <laughs> it wasn't like, "Oh, I can see, uh, you know, a beautiful light around you," and people be like, "Oh, really?" No, Tracy was <laughs> like, "Ugh, what's wrong with you? You look dark purple today. You have yeah. dark purple." And I remember mom always telling her, shut up, not now. Right. Like suppressing it. Yeah. And I learned that behavior too. And I remember telling Tracy, stop, you're embarrassing. Right. Um, and I've told the story about um, when mom got a job, one of mom's first jobs when you went back to school, when you not went back to school, when you got on the school bus, yeah. mom was like, I'm back in the workforce. And I was about 10 or 11 years old. She got a job at a lawyer's office, P.S., by lying about her credentials, by the way. Hey. Which, hey. Hey. That's one of the things I admired about mom. man. She hustled. Always had a hustle. I love mom that way. She got herself into a lawyer's office and lied about being a paralegal. And she, I remember her reading about being a paralegal. And she did it in five minutes. She just fucking did it. She's She's brilliant. Yeah. So um, she gets this job and she connects. It's run by uh, the lawyer is a man and his wife is like runs the office and the wife is the one who hired mom. Turns out they lived uh, very close to each other in Queens as kids, her on the Jewish side, mom on the Greek side, and they connected, they clicked. And I have a very vivid memory of on a Saturday, Yvonne, her name was, uh, she came to the house and mom was like here's this is my daughter donna this is my daughter tracy and tracy right away like fucking the kid from the exorcist right. when she came downstairs yeah. and peed and said you're yeah. gonna die up in space yeah it was like that where right. tracy was like i'm so sorry about your sister and yvonne's like i don't know what you're talking about and mom gave her the eyebrow like not fucking right now oh god the eyebrow you were in trouble and if you got like, the eyebrow trey and tracy was like nothing like I didn't mean anything by it. And Yvonne was like, I just saw her. And I don't remember if it was a death, an accident. I don't remember, but it was some sort of trauma like that. I feel like it was a death. I can't remember specifically. And so mom dismissed us. And that was that. And then the very next day, every Sunday, we've talked about this, I think. Every Sunday we had a family tradition. Me and dad drove to the bakery each one of us got one treat. Yep. We got the papers. We came back. We read the papers. And as a family, had Sunday breakfast. Um, and I remember watching Tarzan movies. <laughs> and 
possibly football, but nevertheless, it was every it was every Sunday. And I remember being at the table and watching Yvonne, you know, barrel down the street, come into the driveway, barrel into the house and grab Tracy and say, how did you know? What did you know? And it was at that time that I was dismissed. I don't really know what the conversation was. I never really asked Tracy. Because her if sister she got into an accident? Her, something happened to her sister. Oh, wow, yeah. Tracy saw it, knew it, and said it out loud, very blithely as she is. Mm-hmm. And um, if that's one incident, I'm sure there's a hundred incidences. Right. And um, on top of that, she had her own demons, so to right. speak. She was always talking to herself. Right. A mom used to make a joke like, you can't. Uh, punish Tracy by putting her in the corner because she'll just talk to whoever. She talked to strangers and she talked to spirit and she talked to flowers and she talked to fairies and she talked to (laughs) devils (laughs) and she talked to and if there was music being played in public Tracy would always find her way right to the front of the stage she was always very very attracted to music. Yeah. and So much so I love telling this story Tracy's a prolific writer. Oh amazing yeah. Mm-hmm. prolific she couldn't stop if she wanted to and one of the things as she became a young person and like you said isolated herself started isolating herself yeah and she had her own room you and i shared a room and she would uh she got really into metal yeah heavy metal in the 80s so it's like i don't know what is it 1982 1981 mm-hmm. And uh, mom and dad, on the weekly, we went to the record store weekly. And Tracy um, would read those heavy metal magazines like Cream and Circus and oh, Hit Parader. Yeah, those were she the loved hip that. Hit Parader. And her, her room was complete. She was really into Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. And she, her room was like completely so plastered. Cool. So cool. And she, you know, wore too many bandanas, you know. And Is there really such thing as too many bandanas? Uh, I'm here to tell you, yes. <laughs> and um, anyway, I, dad, we've talked about this too. Dad worked a shift where he was eight. He would come home at three o'clock right. in the afternoon. We came home from school somewhere between 2.30 and 4. Right. So dad was around before mom came home after five o'clock so we're home after school and the phone rings and dad answers the phone and dad says uh uh hello who's this and uh it turns out it's um the editor one of the editors from (laughs) hip parader (laughs) who wanted to talk to tracy so tracy gets on the phone how old is she? She's 12. Oh, my God. Tracy's 12 years old, so you're seven, right? right? I'm 13. I remember this like yesterday because it was also around this time where we got MTV, and it was on 24-7. 24, 24 hours a day. 24 our little black and white. I don't know why Dad tolerated that, but he did. He's a good guy. Go ahead, keep going. So don't anyway, yeah. so Hip Parader's, uh, so the editor from Hip Parader's, uh, anyway, Dad's like, uh, Tracy, there's a phone call from you. Tracy is so excited. And she's like, hello? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the person on the other end was like, uh, how old are you? And I heard Tracy say, I'm 12. And then there was this weird silence um, only because I could see Tracy like not knowing why the person right. isn't. Right. And my dad 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 that's all right um dad said give me the phone because dad he's only hearing the one right why is tracy really excited and why is it relevant that she's only 12 or that she's 12 right right we want to know so dad's like give me the phone so dad is like yeah this is her father (laughs) (laughs) and it was the lovely ann leeton who might be a listener she's she's fantastic fantastic woman (laughs) Who's always worked in the music biz, right? And was like, uh, she's what? <laughs> Dad. And anyway, it was the first time we met Anne, and she was an editor. She worked for Hit Parader. It turns out, Hit Parader wrote an article. I have to ask Tracy 
who it was about. Right. It could have, but one of one of the giants. I'm sure Adrian of, Smith. I'm so sure it was, it was about, about right. it was Bruce about, Dickinson. Yeah, I'm sure. it was about somebody. Right. And she did not like the way the article was written. Tracy fucking rewrote by hand <laughs> with her little handwriting on mom's legal pad. Bubble. Bubble Dear Hip Parader, I think you forgot about this. And I think this and d- d- <laughs> this. And so Anne was like, who the fuck? Who write what? I want I want to know. Right. And so Anne ha- was going to contact the an adult to offer a job. Right. <laughs> but it was Tracy who was 12. Tracy licked her pencil was like, dear yeah. Adrian Smith, I stood up for you. T-L-A. T-L-A. With hearts. That's it. Donna or Tracy Mrs. Adrian, Adrian Smith. <laughs> there was like T-L-A. Mrs. <laughs> you forgot. Mrs. Adrian Smith. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and to Anne's credit, she uh, cultivated a relationship, a friendship with Tracy. And Tracy actually wrote things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For those rock and roll magazines mm-hmm. way back when as a teenager. And then later as, an, uh, as a young adult, mm-hmm. I know that Tracy was given interviews and she wrote things. And she, she always that was her pop- passion. Yeah. That was her passion. But even as a really young person, she was. And I mean, she had a fucking phone call from Hip Parader when we were 12. <laughs> I know kids out there are so like Twitter. You know, it's such a different world. Like. I was a hero in high school when I got a letter from Pee Wee Herman. You were a hero, yeah. I was a fucking hero. Now it's like you get a tweet. Now it's like Nothing. no big deal. Whatever. No big deal. Everybody's connected. Everybody's connected. But way back in the day, that wasn't the case at when, all. Right? Yeah, right. When the when the horses came with the mail back <laughs> in the day. You're like back in the day when we were excited to get the mail. When the pigeons came to you the know, window. Oh, we got a message. And we had to unclick it from their That's it. From their and feet. then say fly fly. <laughs> fly, <laughs> fly fly. So the the talent that she has is unbelievable. She's unbelievable. And so I, I love how what's what's great about this conversation and being able to to talk about her as <laughs> she's listening is that the dynamics of sisterhood, the dynamics of family is so ebb and flow. It's so but when it all comes down to it, you come to a point when you are facing uh, a life and death or facing a transition or um, or a scare point at some point. Crisis. Crisis. You know, we all react differently to it, you know, and I think it's I think it's important that we just don't wait for the last minute or when somebody's, you know, I'm not saying that she's, you know, so hard to talk about, but like. You don't always have to wait until somebody's on their deathbed deathbed to to make change or come to terms with how you feel about a relationship. And that's Mm -hmm. with anybody Mm -hmm. like as we dealt with that with mom for sure that we dealt with that with mom and um and even even dad at some point he was so scared to die yeah that he was like had confession i'm like dad there's nothing you have done because he was he was never heard of fly there's nothing that Mm -hmm. you have done Mm -hmm. that you feel like you need to confess because you're afraid to go to heaven that i'm just letting you know that if it was something about me because we had our stuff i was like you have you're beyond forgiven lighten up it's everybody has their path and what have you learned from it mm-hmm. what have you learned from the relationship mm-hmm. what have i learned from you dad mm-hmm. what have you learned from me that's how i saw it you know and so at this point even though she's so far away and she has her own path in her life um there's still endless love and support and connection and the one thing that she gave me as the youngest one is that because of her I, I started reading cards mm-hmm. she mentored me when I was going through seminary she's the one that taught me my clairescence and my channeling ability and she has been uh my resource of knowledge yeah one thing about I her can, that I cannot even one thing about her she's my that, mentor yeah that where you and I would have or have read about something or learned about something tracy intuitively would know things yeah i bet like she's the type of um what's the word practitioner yeah that 
in the right circumstance, if you gave her enough time, she probably could channel like a different language. Like yeah. she would. Yeah. Yeah. She, I, she was always like she played instruments by ear. Yeah. And she had knowledge about spiritual things that how could she possibly know? Yeah. And um, I know like when she was in Arizona, she was doing certain beading work. Oh, my God. That the Native Americans yeah. there uh, recognize like someone recognized that work. Like, how right. did you know that? And it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it it spoke to how they do things. Right. I remember sending her animal parts yeah so you, you yes, know I, the yep. porcupine yep. stuff and we would look for roadkill yeah when i found the porcupine so, yeah. it was like finding gold mm-hmm. um and sent it to her where she learned from the native americans but she already had this basic knowledge from where right from fucking where so that's that's what's so fascinating about why there's a balance between the mind and the spirit because Donovan do yes. Donovan is yeah. the same way. We right. talked about Donovan. Yes. And as a young member, as a young child, when he oh. when he he could channel things, he would talk to things and he would he you know, he would talk to spirit and I'm able to do that. So I recognize that it he wasn't just talking to nothing, you know, that he was very connected to spirit. And that balance of too much information. Yes. So yes. when you're a small being, so like, you know, people like you know, people who who have this such sponges for spiritual cosmic mm-hmm. flow of wind of information, it's like kind of being a doorway. Like yeah. I used to say, call waiting. Like p- the, right. it's like you're so open and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. There, it's so hard to keep balance because your your mind is going from rational to spirit realm so your crown's open your third eye's open and then you know you're trying to you're trying to control over all of that and if somebody's not showing you how to close that gate and open that gate Mm -hmm. that's what happens right so i feel like if tracy like you said if tracy was born at a different time Mm -hmm. and somebody told her you have a gift Right. Of such empathic ways beyond right. control. Right. Let me teach you how to close it. Right. And and, and open, open it, it at will. At will. Not all the time. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Because Donovan, we mm-hmm. recognized mm-hmm. that he has that too. And he closes it. He just shuts it. Yeah. He's like, no. Mm-hmm. But he'll tell me, you're fine. Remember? Mm-hmm. I was like, I have to get a, co- I can't see you right now because I have to take a COVID test. I was out of town. He's like, mom, you know, it's negative. I'm like, why are you right. even bothering? I'm like, because yeah. I need the piece of paper. You know, mm-hmm. of course I'm fine. But he's, oh, he has done things to me. Like I remember seeing him at the hospital. He was nine years old. Mm-hmm. I was living with Renee and I just got diagnosed with high blood pressure and I just got put on pill and I had to eat right. But I was so emotionally distraught. It was around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I went to I went through the drive through at Burger King and then went home. Donovan always calls me two hours after because he was at the hospital. So it was two hours to get home. He calls me. He goes, get that burger out of your mouth now. Yeah. yeah. And I spit it out and yeah. Renee could heard it over the phone. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. He just was like, what are you doing, mom? Yeah. You're not supposed to have that. And he's like, you, you have to, you have to be healthy to take, to help me and take care of me. You can't leave me. And then he, well, he would spiral I remember down. when he was at Astor and, um, he was at Astor and it was February. It was the end of February. And I said, I can't come. S- I used to see him on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and he, and I said, I can't come next week because I was traveling with Chris. He had a, Right. He had a show or something where we had plans over the weekend. I don't remember. And Donovan was like, it's going to snow really bad. And it was like right. a week ahead. Like there wasn't a big storm that was um, that was predicted or it was rain. It was predicted or something like that. And he was like, no, it's going to snow really bad that day. So you won't. I'll see you next week. Like he <laughs> was very he was very certain he was going right. to see me because we were g- not going because right. of snow. And sure enough. It snowed. It's snowed. He's done that. He still does that now, but he's just, he, he just says things to me just to, he's like, you know, I'm your dark side. I know. I'm like, <laughs> stop saying that. 
He's like, Mom, you get like it because I'm your dark side. You need the balance. Right. So you know, it's all about that's the his wisdom. Yeah. But I was able to yes. teach him. Yeah. And nobody knew. Right. And Dad denied it. And all, you it was know, just all like, that stuff. so I love that we're able to share this because I know other people go through that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like that misunderstanding of balance. And that's why I love working with indigo children. And I lo- I'm an advocate because it, you know, before you, you like I said, before you just jump to the mental health part of it, do least restrictive, you know, find out if your child or your, you know, if you're experiencing anxiety, is it the energy around your house? Have you staged it? Are you able to breathe and be calm? Are the people around you, are they, are they anxiety ridden? Because if you're around anxious people, you more likely are anxious. Look at your environment, look at your spiritual part of it, look at your physical health, then you know, then definitely go see a mental professional, but Uh make sure that you're also diving into the other aspect of you because you can save a lot. You could save a lot of time and energy and pain, Uh you know, and misdiagnosis is really, um, it's really on a high right now. A lot of people are misdiagnosed for sure. And so get second opinions. Uh Um, so we're only sending love and love and light and all kinds of stuff to Tracy. We're, we have a GoFundMe. We have a GoFundMe page that we'll post right down on yeah, the sisters. Um, you know, her best friend, Mariah, yeah. is, is uh, you know, an angel on earth and who has the funniest little two girls, by the way. So cute. So sweet. Um, uh, I'm distracted because I was thinking about those two little girls. Um, yeah, her, I, I mean, full disclosure... I'm not in a good place with Tracy. I've been, uh, like you say, we've ebbed and flowed over the years. There's undying love. Mm-hmm. And I would give her my kidney. And right now, if I could, I'd take it. But I can't. Right. Um, but Mariah stepped up to the plate. And, you know, that's her person. Mariah's been one of her people for a long time. And Mariah's really good at... Um, She's resourceful and clever and uh, has the emotional capacity to help. been phenomenal. Help. So, she's, so she's running the GoFundMe and uh, helping Tracy with the basics to get through because Tracy doesn't drive. Oh, yeah. Well, they just ran. So Tracy has a lot. She doesn't have transportation and she's had to uh, she's had to leave her job. So she's walking to the hot. She's walking and taking buses to her to her treatment. So. Um, Mariah and I are both doing the GoFundMe page if you have any questions. Um, and we're also trying to set up in case, uh, in, just in case she has to come home and she'll stay with me and we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, so we need as much <laughs> and help. if that happens, then Kathy and I are driving across country and sleeping in our car and Picking eating out of a cooler <laughs> with our masks on, not stopping in any red state. <laughs> and they have to pick her up because we would pick her up in a heartbeat. So that's what you do. That's what family does. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So we'll post that up. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to Mariah. Thank you so much for helping out and supporting and and making this um, a little less painful. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. all I got. Yeah. I guess that's it. Uh Wombat is the... Oh, Wombat is the... uh, animal spirit of the week yes and it's really been a um a theme a through line this Mm -hmm. week so to speak and a lot of that has to do the wombat uh burrows and taking care of your home and getting things in order and nesting and that was monday and then on patreon you had another tarot story about expressing love Mm. and writing and today I was writing uh, for Witchy Wednesday. So writing is really um, a through line theme this week for the sisters are in. Yeah. And Tracy's a prolific writer. I'm a writer. I'm not prolific. I wish I was. Um, but uh, we actually have healed our friendship and relationship as sisters through writing. And uh, when you were talking earlier, I didn't want to interrupt you about um, you know, family and, uh, you know, not waiting for people to be 
on a deathbed, but it's amazing how many times people say, I wrote that person a letter, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, it's, the th- it's the energy that for the sisters are in right now this week that if you do want to express yourself in some way and make amends with someone, that the written word is just a fantastic instrument to do that. So do that. And if you want to uh, read, listen, experience what we're talking about on Patreon, it's only $5 a month to be part of it. And, um, you know, Kathy has a really thriving mentee program. So I love the circle. So as you start it. thinking about the winter coming up and if it seems really stressful for you and you're looking for a support network, I encourage you. We've had a couple of people since the last... Uh, episodes that we've mentioned it and they've spoken up looking for uh, support and connecting with their own spirit and uh, making sense of this crazy time yeah so we have that community if you want to join us it's a great you can find it on patreon and uh, if we could do it for free maybe someday we will but we can't we have to support the podcast this actually helps us like pay for things so that we can still do this so um that's it that's my spiel all right cat awesome awesome high all five. right high five love you and i can't wait to scare you <laughs> <laughs> love you trey 